Blog Talk Radio. Asleep. And while asleep, all of a 
us dream, and although we may not remember our dreams, it is important to understand exactly what is occurring while we are in that altered state so that we can use that time to sleep, of sleep rather, to enhance our functioning in the awakened state. He goes on to explain that the body, the astral body, and the soul, the essence of the astral body and the soul, according to ancient scriptures, tells us that man is more than the physical body. In fact, we have two bodies, that being the physical and the astral, or in some schools of thought, which is called the subtle body. But we are the soul. And according to the ancient Vedic scriptures of India, the size of the soul is one ten thousandth the tip of the strand of hair. And it is located in the heart region and is the actual life force of the body. The physical as well as the astral or the subtle body acts as a covering or, in a sense, a costume that the soul wears in its journey throughout the material sphere within the realm in which we live in. And as we pass from costume to costume or from body to body through the process known as reincarnation, the impressions of previous lives imprint themselves on the subtle body and are carried with us during each lifetime. And he goes on to state that in the dream state, activity in the subtle body becomes more dominant than activity in the physical body. And our dream experiences are often impressions accumulated from many lifetimes. So, indeed, our body is not just representative of one life experience. There are four types of dreams. Dreams can be classified in many different ways. And in this, um, this evening we will be reviewing those types of dreams. The first concerns dreams that occur as a result of physiological stimulation. And although our body is asleep, our senses are still active, allowing sensory stimulation in the entire body, and that is able to influence your mind. For example, you hear a train whistle, which is internalized in the subconscious and becomes the fire engine in your dream. And the second category involves thoughts that are dominant in the subconscious. And whatever you think about often becomes impressed upon your subconscious mind. And you are not conscious of these thoughts in the working state, or should I say in the waking state. They are basically lying dormant during your sleep. And when the conscious mind is at rest, these thoughts express themselves. And that's why it's so important to uh, surround yourself in terms of people, places, and things, to be in a state of peace, in a place of peace, and to be around people who are in a state of peace as much as possible. Because that can impact upon you, not in terms of just your waking state, but also when you're asleep. And, of course, you do not want to be uh, not able to sleep in a state of peace. You want to be in a state of peace because the body is able to rejuvenate itself when you're sleeping. 
is able to process the food that you've ate during the course of the day so that it becomes digested and assimilated into the body. You're also able to rest the the mind, as it were, and to allow your body to rejuvenate itself so that when you wake up again the following day, you're able to function optimally. So there are many people who are sleep-deprived, and uh, my wife and I often talk about this. I share with her, with me being a marathon runner, uh, the fact that uh, there's an adage that really was shared with me some 35 years ago, that the body keeps score. So many of us, we burn, what they say, the candles from both ends, and, um, yes, you, as you're a young person, you might be able to get away with not having adequate sleep. But as we know, a newborn baby, and, and it's as a child is growing up from being a toddler to a, a young human being, that it is important for them to get their sleep. That's why we always make sure that we do not disturb them, because it's like we know it's important for them to be fed properly. They indeed need to get adequate rest in order to develop properly and and have a healthy body. So it is true as we become adults, and especially as we become older. You know, we tend to establish old habits which are not beneficial that we were able to get away with. So sleep is so important, but now that we are talking about dreams, let's delve more into um, the essence of that. The second category that Swami talks about is the category that involves thoughts that are dormant in the subconscious. So whatever you think about often becomes impressed upon your subconscious mind. And as he's mentioned earlier, as I mentioned earlier, we are not usually conscious of these thoughts. Uh, the third type of dream concerns the predominant thoughts that you have when you are awake. For, for example, you're impro- if you're impoverished and you're constantly hungry, most of your dreams will be about food and finding food. And in the Western society, the two main dominating concerns are work and sex. So most dreams will be focused around these areas, and that being work and sex. A person who concentrates a great deal on the opposite sex will experience more sexual and sensuous dreams than one who does not have this focus. The images portrayed in the media also heavily impart or impact our thoughts, awake as well as being asleep. And sometimes one's dreams are about family, depending on how close the family relationship is. And often when people in the close relationship are separated, they can contact each other in the dream state. And many times situations that you experience are people that you know are on your mind when you go to sleep, which directs the course of your dreams. And then the fourth category of dreams involves those that help to work out karma. That is, lessons that are to be experienced in this lifetime. And sometimes dreams can be used as a medium to play out the karma that one has accumulated. Situations which normally would have... uh, had to be lived through the waking state can be quickly worked through in the dreaming state, thus saving a lot of time. And also, the dream medium can also provide 
the opportunity for advanced beings to chastise you. And this serves two functions. One, it saves time because the dynamics do not have to be played out in the physical realm. And two, the lessons learned through the subtle body penetrate the soul more thoroughly, leaving lasting impressions. And then he goes on to state that outside the body, when one's subtle body travels outside of the physical body during the dream state, this experience is sometimes referred to as lucid dreaming. So when metaphysicians are able to do this at will, the phenomenon is called astral projection or astral traveling. The ability is consciously to leave the body, the physical body, that is, and project the subtle body beyond the physical limitations. So there are systems derived from ancient schools, such as the Vedic and the Egyptian traditions, that teach this as an exacting science. Students are taught to move beyond the limits of the physical body to tune into more subtle levels. And this perspective places emphasis on the fact that one is more than the body and that there are numerous levels of reality that allow many higher connections to be made. And this is the beauty as well as danger that you deal with the subtle realms. The beauty is that you can have realizations, revelations, and experiences that can carry over into the waking state. However, the danger is that you can expose yourself to negative influences. There are many positive as well as negative entities that infiltrate one's consciousness while dreaming or disturb one during the astral travel. And often, they appear in the form of family members or close friends. There are also beings on a subtle plane that are in the habit of engaging the sleeping person in unwanted sexual activity. So we have what they call uh, ghosts or disembodied beings, which are one type of negative disturbance. And he goes on to state that a ghost is a living being that has left this previous body prematurely due to events such as suicide or murder and has been denied access to a physical body. Because the desire to enjoy is fundamental characteristic of the soul, the subtle body seeks any opportunity to inhabit a physical body to satiate its gross desire for sense gratification. And when people allow their aura to vibrate on the lower frequencies through activities such as drug or alcohol use, they become likely candidates for contact with these disembodied entities. So as you open up spiritually, your subtle body has a particular effulgence which attracts entities from both the divine and negative natures. You become more sensitive and aware of everything. You become more intuitive and have more experiences in the dream state. If these are messages you should receive, the impressions will always be there, even when you are asleep, and you will act on them without consciously being aware of it. If the communication is really meant for your growth, even though you may forget it or may not be able to understand its significance, it will still have
have an effect on your consciousness. And ultimately, both the positive and negative experiences are quality tests to assess your level of sincerity. So that's why it's so important for one to be sincere in whatever religions, religious orientation or spiritual journey that you're pursuing, that you have to be sincere and understand that spirit is, is real. So this sincerity is enhanced by prayer, by meditation, by affirmations, by eating foods that are nourishing and deal with high frequency and high vibrations, such as being a vegetarian are trying are attempting to assume as much of a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, as much as possible. Because when you're eating meat, especially if it's not halal or kosher, and if it's not killed in a righteous manner or slaughtered in a righteous manner through prayer and the slaughter being an ordained um, minister or priest or someone of authority on a spiritual level, then indeed you risk imbibing or digesting, ingesting something that might be not beneficial for you in the wake state and surely within the dream state. So uh, there are things that you can do to protect yourself from negative influences during your sleep. It is helpful to hang a picture of a saintly person in your home since everything has energy in it. You place a picture of a spiritually advanced person behind your bed as it is overseeing your physical body or doing any ritual that's applicable to your spiritual um, persuasion and orientation that can protect you, whether it be an alzman, a talisman, or whatever is, or is recommended within your particular spiritual orientation. Uh, the more spiritually advanced the person, the more potency there is in that person's uh, photograph or within the entity that you're using to protect yourself. And the more of that potency can be summoned to your aid when you have it with you and in your presence. Negative entities will not feel comfortable disturbing you with a saint's picture hovering over your head or within your presence. And when you enter an environment that is different from your normal sleeping environment, remember that every single dwelling has an energy of the people that frequent it. Some people, especially those who are spiritually oriented, find it difficult to rest soundly in hotels and motels. They are disturbed by the impure energy permeating those environments, even if the place has not been used for many months. It is healthy to purify these types of environments by playing tapes of spiritual music, by chanting, by smudging, by lighting certain types of incense and oils, by meditating, or even putting up spiritual pictures and such uh, talismans and, and whatever ornaments that you may find to be appropriate. And you do this for the duration of your stay. And you, by doing this, you're able to transform the area into a place that actually augments your spiritual consciousness. And if nothing is done to spiritualize the atmosphere, it will be like walking into a room filled with poisonous fumes. And the converse of this is also true. By sleeping in a spiritually sur surcharged atmosphere, dreams that offer spiritual
donations and assistance can be obtained. And if someone is frequently under attack by negative entities, it is because of a polluted consciousness that needs to be upgraded. A negative entity dislikes visiting a clean mind as much as a rat dislikes going into a clean place. And thusly, you can purify your consciousness by following the aforementioned suggestions and by maintaining stricter spiritual practices, putting up spiritual paraphernalia around the home and not allowing any negative activity to go on in the environment can help you greatly. And this may mean asking friends and loved ones to refrain from drinking, smoking, taking drugs, gossiping, cursing, and doing any activity that does not encourage spiritual thought and action on a higher level. If you are sensitive and find that you are constantly under attack, have nightmares, or feel your body regularly trespasses upon by others, it may not necessarily be due to entities that are cruel or vicious, but to ones that are seeking love and support and are just childish and mischievous. mischievous. In these cases, you can kindly and compassionately address the entity in your mind and invite it to meditate with you in your sacred space or engage it in some spiritual activity, giving it a little push in the right direction. And if your love and devotion are sufficient, you can literally liberate that soul from its state of bondage or incoherence. And these entities need sufficient love and light to upgrade themselves and become spiritually successful. And if the entities are vicious, fear gives them strength. And as a spiritual warrior and light bearer, a loving person can fight such an entity in order to release its soul and send it on its way. Maximizing your rest period is something also that is of concern. It is important to remember that when the body tells you to sleep or rest, it does not because it needs time to rejuvenate itself all the time. Therefore, getting proper rest will help all aspects of of the existence of your body. Our eating habits have a significant impact on our lives also. If you eat heavily before going to bed, your body has to work harder to digest the food. It does not get the rest it needs, and thus you are more likely to experience negative dreams. So you should try to eat no later than three hours before lying down. If you want to maximize the nourishment habits and benefits of sleep, you should try to go to bed before 10 p.m. The most powerful hours to nourish the body through sleep are between 10 and 12 at night. Some of you who sleep a lot and still feel tired should try altering the hours of sleep. I found out recently that many people who are successful, they go to bed no later than 9 o'clock in the evening. Some, some of them at 8 o'clock but 9 o'clock seems to be the standard. And they wake up somewhere in the hours of 5, 5.30, o'clock. I know that in some schools of thought, I first learned of this in the Islamic community, that one should wake up before all creatures, and that's usually at daybreak. 
And we know that when the birds start chirping in the morning, that that wake, wakes up every, every living entity that's in the community, except those of us who are humans who are not getting proper sleep. We will try to block that out of our consciousness so that we can sleep longer. And we need an alarm clock to wake us up. <laughs> or a companion, one of you know our mates, as it were, or a child. So, yes, we should habitually go to bed as early as possible so that our food can digest, and that should be within three hours after having a meal and preferably before 9 p.m. And we should, of course, wake up refreshed. And if you're not waking up refreshed, then you know you're not getting adequate sleep. And you should also consider your state of mind, your consciousness, before going to sleep. This is extremely important. Make a commitment to spend at least 15 minutes spiritualizing your consciousness before going to bed. Read something spiritual, listen to spiritual discourse or music, or engage in a discussion on a spiritual topic. Put aside the chaos and confusion that were a part of your day and focus on spiritual reality. And in this way, you will prepare yourself for the next six to eight hours of sleep. If you allow yourself to focus spiritually, you will provide less of an opportunity for negative elements to enter your dreams. You can then most benefit from your sleeping state. Sleep can also assist with problem resolution. You would be amazed to know that many major discoveries in human history have resulted from revelations that occurred during, upon arising and during the dream state. People first reflect on a particular problem before resting, and then during their sleep, they concentrate on the problem on an unconscious level. And when they awaken, they have the resolution to, to the conflict or the problem. And part of what happens when the physical body is at rest is that you become more receptive to higher beings that serve as your guides. No one is a solitary agent. We all have our angels and spiritual guides that were with us at all times. We all have various types of guides who assist us. And most important, there is a form of God in everyone's heart. And when you put the physical body at rest, you make closer contact with the Lord and the heart and with your higher self. So one way of maximizing your dreams, most people do not remember what happens during the dream state. So one useful technique to help you retain your dream experiences to lie still when you wake up. Once you move your body, you integrate back into the physical dimension and you lose contact with the subtle realm. So when you awaken, before getting out of bed, immediately reflect upon your experiences of the night before. And if you wait even five minutes, you will forget. Some people keep a journal by the bed to record and later interpret their dreams. And in a future show, I will be talking about how to interpret your dreams. There's various books that are accessible. As a matter of fact, if you go to my website at drumsofchange.com, I have a bookstore as well as a drum store there which you will be able to access books that I review on my show, such as 
seconds by Swami Krishnapad. So I invite you to uh, indeed purchase this book along with other books by Swami Krishnapad, and uh, I'm sure that you will feel as rewarded and, and as elevated as I have from being exposed to his writings. So we only have a couple of minutes remaining, and I just want you to keep in mind that the practice of dream interpretation is not 60 seconds for spiritual advancement. There is a current trend where people are encouraged to write down every single dream and analyze their symbolic meaning. And we will discuss that further in next week's show. So again, I thank you so much for tuning in this evening. And I end as we begin by paying homage and, and giving thanks to the One Most High. We give thanks to our ancestors. We give thanks to our family members. I give thanks to my mother-in-law, to, to my siblings. I give thanks to my wife. And I give thanks to you for sharing your evening with us again this evening. Assalamu alaikum, namaste, shalom, all my relations, peace and love to you all. Have a great and blessed weekend. Ten seconds.